question. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, hey everybody, welcome to episode 12 of Side Scrolls, a weekly podcast where a group of friends gather together, talk, and sometimes argue about games, life, or anything else we find interesting. I'm your host today, Robert Schlofke, and joining me, um, I guess I don't know how, uh, <laughs> Who do you start with? Also We're trading places yeah, this time, like you're going to be the guy that's not enthused. <laughs> hey everybody welcome to episode 12 of side scrolls a weekly podcast where a group of friends gather together talk and sometimes argue about games life or anything else we find interesting it's just like john c Riley in that one yeah. show does on adult what was it what is that show called <laughs> um, I don't know what you're talking about, but I can't remember. Oh it. God! The one, that was, the one on Cartoon Network. Yeah, the one on Cartoon Network. Yeah, he, he's like this horrible doctor. Yeah. <laughs> well, anyways, so joining me today are the usual cast of characters, and let's start with Andre da Silva. Hello, everybody. <laughs> 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 I want to say, and and to his right, or like, what is it, to his figurative right, uh, is Heidi Soto. Why are why am I not the first one introduced? Yeah, I know. Isn't way it to, ladies first? Way to be a gentleman. Yeah. What the hell? I I am introducing in the order that everybody joined the podcast. Okay, what ebbs. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Next time, I'll try and lay out the red carpet for Light you, Heidi. To try. And- <laughs> Me too movement, you know. <laughs> me, t- me too is equality. It's not like <laughs> superiority, Heidi, but thank you. Uh, anyways, there, there's Heidi Sosa for you all to, 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 to try and put us all into check. Anyways, uh, and finally, and last and not least, Christian Ranches. You know nothing, Judge Snoo. <laughs> <laughs> That's like the worst accent of Ingrid. That's like okay. worst impersonation ever. That was such a huge disappointment. <laughs> Judge Judge Snoo. <laughs> oh my god. This doesn't sound anything like it. <laughs> I'm not I'm not a red headed northern English woman. I'm oh. sorry. Yeah, you're not. <laughs> Only, <laughs> only, 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 Captain Perception. I know only in my <laughs> dreams and apparently yours, Andre. <laughs> hey, she's. Yeah, have a I think she's gorgeous. Absolutely. Oh yeah, yeah, I agree. I was so sad when that arrow went through her. I know that stupid kid. Spoiler. Well, yep. As you could tell, like Game of Thrones just started, and we still have the Game of Thrones fe- fever as. Uh, as the final season has finally started. How could you not? <laughs> but we are definitely going to dive into that in our last segment today. But before we get into Game of Thrones talk and anything else, how, how have you guys been this week? I'm good. I mean, I have been, well, I'm just volunteering myself since I wanted to be first in introduction. <laughs> I'm going to speak here. Listen, listen, I get it. You're, you're, you're in it to win it, like to get that place off of Andre. <laughs> like, so I get it. I've been loving Division 2, by the way. I'm loving the end game. I'm just saying I, I'm actually having the most fun with the game now than before. And um, I think it's just like, wanting to up my gear and just got to world tier three i'm training for a marathon so i've got a lot going on with that 
but it's been busy in a good way. No, sweet, and definitely we all have more to talk about. I know you want to give me shit uh, about Division Two, Heidi. You've been, you've been, you've given me those uh, <laughs> side side texts, but we'll get into that. How, <laughs> how about you, Andre? How you been? Doing awesome. No complaints. Also loving Division. Um, just got to, I think, yeah, I got to Tier World Three, and then um, I play some just random map stuff yesterday, doing those control points. Um, playing a little bit of Car Mechanic Simulator 2018 again, which is just, it's like a fun time waster to take suspensions apart and throw in, you know, new parts on a 67 Impala that I'm never going to have. Um, but, uh, other than that, pretty good. I want to know more about that. Is that like pretty accurate? It's, you know, it's funny because like it was on sale and I I was like, okay, I got to try this. But... So it it is accurate, but you don't. It, there's like no knowledge required because, like, when you click on a tire, for example, let's say you have to get to something like in the in the like the brake system, right? You click on the tire. If you try to take that part off, another part gets highlighted that you have to take off. So you just have to follow like the the game instructions basically. Like, uh, okay, I can't take the tires because I have to take these these nuts, this whatever, and you take those, and then you know you have to take the the brake pads, and then the caliper, and then the uh, wheel hub cap and then the, you know, whatever parts. And I, I, it's really, like, complicated at some point because you have to remember what parts you need to buy at the, the shop. But there's, like, a feature that's right in your face that I, I completely ignore. Because I played this game before, completely ignore where you can, like, take notes in the parts you need. And then when you go to the little shop screen, you can pull up the notes and you just buy the stuff of your notes. So just because I found that out, I was like, I have to try this again. Uh, <laughs> and I'm actually having quite a lot of fun with it. It's... Oh, it does seem really interesting. I yeah. like that. And the only reason why Sweet. I'm playing actually is because I have like normally I have about like two conference calls a week plus the show, and I have nothing to do with my computer during my conference calls. Uh, and Division is you know playing a PS4 and it's upstairs, so I'm just playing this during my conference calls basically. <laughs> <laughs> well, we know who's paying attention. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. What'd you say? nice well how about you christian yeah pretty much the same it's been it's been good like i've been i just hit uh tier five on division i'm really i'm really enjoying the way the end game works uh the only my only frustration is just like seeing every control point i do get taken over like 10 minutes later and i gotta do it again you know so that's been interesting but yeah, we'll definitely talk more about that in like the uh, game. Oh yeah, show but, I've been off. Lo- but I've been loving the game. Uh, loving it. Tier five. <laughs> I just hit tier five. It wasn't just like in your face, tier five, baby. Tier what? five. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Yep. So yeah, but it's good. All right. So <laughs> now after that, let's finally get into the news this week. Uh, it's actually pretty light news week. Uh, I think it's probably because we recorded late last week, so nothing big. But actually, some pretty pretty big stuff came out. And we're just gonna—I want to say—the biggest news is uh, just earlier today uh, we got all, or actually no, sorry, it was yesterday that we got news about the PS5 incoming. So this is kind of like our first taste of what PS5 is going to be and what it's looking for, and. I think so far what I see is PS5 is the most traditional console upgrade that's, that's going so far. Yes. Now this isn't 
no no official announcement as far as you know nobody has seen what it is this is kind of like uh on uh, wired.com they had an interview with mark cerny uh and they just talked about what kind of like what ps5 is and how the development is going so far and so a couple things that are really exciting about this is one we all kind of speculated that if this doesn't have like backwards compatibility it was kind of like almost like a non-starter for some of us uh, especially me like I was like I couldn't understand why there wouldn't be so they have confirmed that it is going to be 100% compatible with PS4 Hallelujah yeah Yay. Oh my god <laughs> So no no worrying about having to throw out any of your old games and you you'll be able to save some space underneath the TV. Uh, it's just it's just so much more convenient to just kind of have it all on one one console. I mean, like I've been uh, going back to my PlayStation Three to play like you know these games like Red Dead Redemption and stuff, and it's like it's kind of a pain to have to plug in you know my old system. You know, to get out because there's only so many HDMI slots. And oh yeah, the TV. It, yeah, and I'm like, it just would be so nice if the PlayStation Four would be able to like go back and play the PS3 games. So it's nice to see that this yeah. is actually something that they're putting in there. Yeah, and one thing I'd actually like you to try, Heidi, if you do wind up getting a, like an upgraded. Uh internet service is try like the PlayStation Now service because you can get like a seven day free trial for free and they've got like PS3 games and they actually have Red Dead Redemption on there too. Uh, yeah. I'm- uh, just like the old ones. Just to try it out to see how, like because I've already used my uh, your free trial. Free trials. Yeah. So uh, and I like it but I just I've got so many things I'm playing even really right now we are but like maybe on a dry spell I might try and get it again to try and like delve into it and Maybe we can look, give it a shot. But yeah, it just it sucks that like you can't just pick your old discs that you, we all have and just kind of put them in the PS4 and and just play yeah. it that way. Yeah, and that's my point. It's like if I already have it, I want to be able to like play it. And um, mm-hmm. I mean, I know I can actually go back and like get them on PS on PS Now, and it's just like, but I already have it, so that yeah, was the no, whole principle. Yeah, I get it. Uh, and and I guess I'm I'm gonna kind of lean on Andre about some of this stuff right now because another uh, it looks like they're using uh, obviously a higher uh, graphics card and um, yeah, it's enough for ray tracing. Yeah, which I have no idea what that is. is. There, can you explain that a little bit, Andre, for me? Yeah, so like um, the way the shadows work now, like in most games, even like the most advanced ones, you have like dynamic lights, right? Where like the dynamic light has to be like some of it is is placed on the scene and it has like a bit of a like a like a smart factor to it where it just gives you the, like the right uh what's the word um the right uh like in not impression but it, it looks natural right like it looks like it's supposed to look for a light whatever but it's actually it's like mm-hmm. a fake thing like the the creators actually have to make it look like that so ray tracing is literally a lighting system that uh works like actual light does a source of light emits like light particles and it bounces off things and illuminates them and then like hits the target's eye and then the target can see it so everything is basically uh lit through like how 
actual light works, which makes it look amazing and supernatural. And there's things you can do with it that you cannot do otherwise, basically. Uh, and it's all going to be automated. So, like, before, think about a, a scene, uh, like, a developer would have to, like, plant light sources somewhere. You know, like, you just think about Division 2. But then they have to go and, like, manicure it, each little, um, you know, aspect of what the light's going to look like, how much it's going to shine, whatever. Now it's going to be lamp, you know, lamp. When it's on, it shines this much, you know, and they can, of course, like, play around with that. But that's what ray tracing does. And obviously, it's very taxing if you think about, like, processing power because, mm-hmm. you just, like, the CPU is actually emulating light particles leaving a light source and illuminating things so uh, it's pretty cool technology it's an nvidia uh you know first but obviously amd is already all over it oh cool no that, that's cool so and like i said it's pretty taxing so it's really something that we couldn't handle right now uh in like obviously like the ps4s and stuff but one reason, one thing that's going to help speed that that kind of processing up in this is another thing that I know Andre has has kind of like told me about and uh, uh, championed me trying to get it for my computer, and it really helps speed things up is the the solid state drive, yeah. uh, which is going to be in here. Now, why why is this so exciting? Like in in uh, in a console? I mean, it, it, because it's obviously it's much faster. Uh, it uses less uh, power. It generates less heat. Um, so all of that, you know, when you have like a computer or a console of any kind, the engineers are playing with like this, this, you know, system, like how hot does it get? How much performance can we have out of the CPU? How much can we clock it? Uh, and when you take a regular hard drive out of the equation, you put a solid state drive, you free up a ton of energy, you free up a ton of, uh, heat from, from the unit. Uh, and aside from that, you know, just the general processing in games like the ones we have today especially since they're like 90 gigs or whatever uh it makes it much faster for you know a file to be retrieved or found so like in division two for example there's a lot of the issues that we have of like loading textures um things like that will be much uh, helped by an ssd and if you guys don't have SSDs in your computer i mean it's amazing like i have one on my laptop and it literally boots into windows in like two seconds yeah, definitely. And like to put it in kind of like perspective here in, in the interview that they talked to Cerny, they kind of, he kind of gives an example where like if you play Spider-Man and you want to use your fast travel system, it, you know, it, it'll usually whenever you use fast travel, you kind of go into like a map screen or a loading screen and it shows you, you know, while it loads. So in Spider-Man right now, it's taking about 15 seconds, uh, which, you know, when you're just standing there looking at the screen, 15 seconds is a long time. Well, when they tried it on the dev kit, the, the, which is an early, like, low-speed version of what is going to be in the end, uh, it went down from 15 seconds to 0.8 seconds. Oh. So, I mean, that is, like, that a huge is, difference. Yeah. yeah. Wow. And that's just, just a, that's just, yeah, that's just the testing phase of it. That's yeah. Awesome. And, like I said, so, there, and obviously that means, you know, games might get wind up getting bigger, so... You know, that's another thing. Uh, games right now are 90, 90 gigabytes. You know, who knows when, um, uh, what uh, games on the PS5 are going to be. Because I, I believe they said that it is going to be like 8K capable. Uh, but, you know, uh, most of their games they're showing are only going to be like 4K. Because really, like, 8K is so far away, uh, it's, you know, you shouldn't have to worry about yeah. that. And yeah. it would just be so taxing. And that's... 
the thing about but it's oh, go ahead sorry no no it's just because it's more of like a future proofing yeah. thing of, uh, which is yeah. good I was just gonna go off on a whole different tangent about AK altogether but never mind <laughs> oh yeah because <laughs> I, I have no idea about this. I, I, I I get a TV and, and again like I'm just I'm definitely not the tech guy and as far as like visuals go it, it looks good to me like I, I'm pretty satisfied with it I'm, I'm very easy to play <laughs> but uh uh, and also, um, <laughs> and this is more for me than anybody else, so I'm, I'll mention it. That good news is, is they they have said in this interview that they are still committed to our their VR strategy, and <laughs> that <Woo>! the <laughs> and that the uh, if you have bought like a PSVR like recently, like it is going to be fully compatible with the PS5, which is like it's, it's a nice reassurance. <laughs> Thank God. Yay. Listen, like you guys, can, you guys can go stand on the bleachers. Why? Like, I could be happy about this. Okay, like, don't need you dragging me down with your negativity. Oh no, we're, I don't I'm, need Nate. I'm wearing a VR shirt right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's pretty exciting, man. I, I, I'm really glad to hear about like this PlayStation and and at least. <laughs> what's going to happen in the future with it because they also had mentioned they are they haven't really mentioned a lot about cloud gaming but with they they did kind of double down and say like listen they they have had a cloud gaming service when they had bought Gaikai years ago which is kind of what transformed uh, into PlayStation Now and a lot of people don't talk about PlayStation Now but it has like f I think four times the amount of people that are on uh, subscribe to it than uh, uh, Xbox uh Xbox Games Pass, so I mean oh. it's still going strong. It's just not you know talked about as much. Uh, but yeah, so I'm 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 pretty excited about hearing more about it, and I, I want to see what Same. it is. I you know obviously they're not gonna they mentioned it's not gonna be 2019, and and we pretty much all know I think all these consoles are gonna really start coming out in like 2020. Yeah. Like it's just it's a good year to do yeah. it. Like. Yeah. And it's about ready. 2020, what a year that will be. Yeah, can't wait, man. My goodness. Woof. And, and, and just, just to be able to see some new games on it. Speaking of new games, another new story we had is with, what is it, the Star Wars Festival that just went on? Oh, yeah, Star Wars Celebration. Star Wars Celebration. They had finally given much more details about the new Star Wars game from... Uh, Respawn and <laughs> Respawn and EA. Uh, oh man! And I love this because because this is basically Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order has a release date now. It's going to be released on April. Oh, sorry, not April. Uh, November November fifteenth, uh, which is really cool. Uh, Andre, you had actually mentioned this in our games we're looking forward to, kind of like half-assedly. Uh, well, uh, I, a couple. Oh, was it episode I don't do three? anything half-assedly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whole ass, right? Yeah, whole ass, everything. <laughs> you never do anything half-ass, you do it whole ass. Uh, but no, and I had really not, like, looked into this because, in honesty, like, Star Wars has kind of, like, I dropped hard from, like, Star, Star Wars fandom after, like, Phantom Menace and all those came out. So I really don't keep up with them. But I saw, like, the trailer for this game, and I'm really excited about it. Yeah. And, and what I find funny about it, like, th this is basically a, a first-person uh, narrative uh Third, uh, sorry, a third-person, uh, story-driven action RP, uh, action, action game. Uh, and what's what's cool about it is, <laughs> EA had tweeted right after all this information came out on it that this game will not have any. Um, yeah, that? that was amazing. 
like no microtransactions no loot boxes yeah. and no we won't be adding no them. no online elements yeah a single player star wars story for those of you who are ready to become a jedi <laughs> yay i'll believe it well my I'll believe style it when I, i'll believe it when i see it yeah no i get it too that I, I, there's a whole bunch of memes on on the internet saying <laughs> like hard not to be you know isn't yeah isn't that, that how the sith rose <laughs> yeah but it's but it's also just funny like the biggest news almost some of the biggest news about this is the fact that EA is coming out saying like listen <laughs> no loot boxes you guys won't have to pay extra for anything on the side it's just going to be a game congratulations we are releasing a game as players want and expect us to do yeah I mean you know I think we really had to temper the reactions too because obviously we have to wait to see what the game's like because the game may just be like mm-hmm. complete garbage but. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't see that, like, making fun of EA for doing that as, like, the right move because they're they're, they're literally doing what we've been asking for. Like, we've talked about it in mm-hmm. the show so many times already. Like, and now we're going to, like, be cynical about it and, like, make fun of them for listening. Like, it's just, I don't know. I think that I'm, I'm psyched. I mean, I, I really hope that this game is, a, like, a huge success financially. And EA goes, like, you know what? These guys are right. Like we can make enough money, and we're happy enough with with this kind of product. You know. Yeah, it's it's definitely it's just more of it's just ex- hope for the best and expect the worst kind of a, yeah, kind I, of a yeah. concept for it. You know. And, and and throughout the year, there's going to be more information on it. But I mean, the story seems really cool too. Like basically, it takes place right after uh, uh, the Empire and the Emperor uh, execute Order sixty six yeah. to you know destroy all the uh, Jedi after. Uh, when he decides to take over for the Empire. And then uh, you basically play as a rogue Jedi or, you know, one of the last surviving Jedi, and you're kind of in hiding. And it's just him trying to uh, survive through this this Order 66. And it stars uh, uh, Cameron uh, Montague, which he's in, like, Gotham. He plays the Joker in Gotham and Shameless. Uh, oh. But, yeah, uh, so... The game looks cool. Like I like I like his little robot companion, and you know I wouldn't mind. I haven't played like a, a really good Star Wars game since. Coach That's what I was gonna say. I was gonna say like what was a lot like. What about Swotor? Yeah, I guess <laughs> Swotor and Kotor. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but but no, like but as far as like uh, what is I heard the um, uh, Force Unleashed was was a pretty good game, but still like I haven't really. I mean, the only game that EA has actually released of Star Wars since they've taken over the franchise is the uh, the Mobile Heroes of Galaxy. No, Heroes also they have the battle, the shooter, like the yeah, like, that one was that was not a lot of fun. I had I have that one, and it's 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 I mean it's it's just shooting, but there's no story. It's just like oh yeah, go here and shoot all these people, and okay, great, you survived. Now pick another mission where you just shoot everybody. There's no story to it. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's very much that whole like uh, what hundred people get in and right. I don't know why like they would think that Star Wars game warrants any sort of story. I mean, you know, <laughs> it's not like Star Wars is like story driven anyway. Yeah, that's true. But that's what I love so much about Knights of the Old Republic was the story. Oh, that's yeah. what made it stand out for me, yes. and why it's the best example of Star Wars. You know, of it a is. video game yeah, Star I, Wars. I, I, I think Andre was being a little sarcastic yeah. when he said that, but <laughs> but yeah, except for except uh, for Kotor too, because we know how everyone remembers. No, how, that wasn't that great. Uh, Co- no, I mean no, the game. It was literally the game was so good. It was kind of like how you guys mm-hmm. talk about Mass Effect's ending, 
KOTOR 2 was a lot of fun, and then the ending just, like, fell flat. And, of course, they released a story that they, they, they ran out of funding, and they had a deadline they had to meet. So they just tacked on this really quick ending, and, and that it kind of ruined the game. Yeah, and, and actually there was a story that had released this week with... Uh, I don't know if it was Jason Schreier that did it, but basically he kind of posted a, what their plans were for KOTOR 3 because it was always imagined to be a trilogy and it just seemed like really awesome like how you would kind of like go fight these like pre... They're not Sith, but like they're dar- almost like Darth Lord Sith that are like way worse than any so of... So wait, uh, this is happening? No, no, it's not, but this is what like... The, he had interviewed people about it and said that this is... This is what it was. Like this is what it was going to be. Oh, that would have been so awesome. I would love that. But but, yeah, because basically, that's what I think. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, technically, like in, I guess they could finish that story, but in Swotor, uh, the online game, you uh, you actually do meet Revan. It is like a sequel in that universe, but it was not great. Okay. (laughs) But anyways, let's. Let's kind of move on from PlayStation and and uh, Star Wars to Xbox. Now, Heidi, you brought this up today. They had Xbox's... Uh, official announcement. Actually, I know we mentioned it before, but it was like kind of like, oh, we kind of knew it was coming out. The Xbox One S, they actually made the official announcement that it was going yeah. to be the discless <laughs> console. <laughs> and of course I remember that because I remember you were just like so worried about how you had to be very careful with your pronunciation on that. <laughs> it's all about yeah. It's all about the emphasis on the syllable. <laughs> yeah. So basically, like Xbox uh, had their a monthly uh, news show, was basically inside Xbox. It's kind of like a Nintendo Direct style thing, where they had talked about this, which is coming out May seventh. And it's coming with a bundle. It's going to be $250, and it's coming bundled with Sea of Thieves, Minecraft, and Forza Horizon 3. Three games I actually have no interest in. I was going to say, like, I don't know what any of that means. So, okay. Yeah, same. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> but, I mean, they're all pretty popular games. Like, Forza is, is like, I think the go-to car simulating, yeah. like, ca- car driving. I mean, I know that, yeah, that whole the whole thing about Forza is that if you really like, you have to really know how to drive cars at those kinds of speeds with that kind of maneuverability to play that yeah. game right. So if you're if you're expecting like Need for Speed kind of gameplay, um, yeah, it's 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 not like it's not an arcade yeah. arcade game. Yeah. So you're not throwing like turtle shells or blasting people with rockets or anything. This is more like a, a like you said like a. So definitely not Actually, my think, type of game. <laughs> yeah. And then of course Minecraft and and Sea of Thieves is like a open world multi. Play, uh, massively multiplayer uh, like game based where you're pirates it's actually made by Rare uh, and it's the game they've been pretty much like buckled down on and playing for or making for years and that's another game that had come out like when it came out last year that it was kind of like empty <laughs> much like all these games and they, they've you know within the last year they finally turned it into like a substantive experience and then they just release like plans for like their next like whole year with they're gonna add more stuff. So basically, another living world game where you kind of play as like cartoon pirates. Uh, but again, we none of us play Xbox right now, so 
we're we're not really into it. But so with mm. this price point, do you are does it appeal to you no. guys at all? Like, no. Are you <laughs> I know that was really quick. That was, yeah. I mean, Andre beat me to the punch. I was like, whoa. I mean, I thought I was going to be quick, but no. It's like I thought you guys let me at least finish my <laughs> no. sentences, but that's alright. I'll wait. I'll wait for. I'll wait for the garage sale. <laughs> yeah, no. I just and even like I said, like two fifty, like. If two fifty, they're trying to sell it to me, like with these three games that I have no interest in. You know, if, if they had brought it down to one ninety nine, and I guarantee you, Black Friday comes around that this if this thing is like you know one fifty or one ninety nine, you know, it's a lot more appealing. I just I think I like think this late happen. in the game, but I just think like this late in the game, I just really don't think Xbox can like get me t- to join in. Yeah. Like like you said, like if. You know, if the the new systems are coming out next year, uh, and I I'm honestly just waiting. The only reason why I would want game the Xbox right now is Games Pass, just because like they have been releasing a few games that have been really interesting to me uh, on it, like they have released, uh, which is basically like now they they had added Opera and Sia to it, which uh, <clears throat> we had really? talked about. It's like an old, yeah, it's like an old uh, Might and Magic yeah. style game. But they had just added that when it first came out. <clears throat> and they're still adding more games, but there's going to be a point where I know that that is coming to PC. And if that happens, I'm not. I do. I will never like really have to look at an Xbox again. Yeah, and it's just, it's just too close to the PS5 announcement, and it's like, nah, I can wait. Like it just, uh, I'm just not going to to invest in that when there's like the big next generation coming out. I'm not. Yeah, two fifty. Yeah. I can imagine so many ways to spend that. <sighs> yeah, exactly. It's just oh, but I did think of a I did think of a campaign a campaign slogan for them. Oh, let oh, me gosh. hear this. Uh, I right. can't wait. <laughs> Marketing strategist Christian Ranchi <laughs> steps Ranchi step on the place. It's, it's it's a simple tag, really. It's just like <laughs> <laughs> you no longer have to worry about pulling your disc out. Yeah. Uh, uh, uh. All right, that was nice. not bad, actually. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, Xbox. If you if you want to send me a discless one so I can do my own ad, I will be happy to try it for you. <laughs> you hear that, Microsoft? Look at me, Internet. I don't have to put my disc in. <laughs> and I don't oh need to I don't need to pull out. <laughs> Once it's it's mainstream, I can only imagine the memes that come out and, and yeah. all just all sorts. I can't wait. Of yes. course. Well it's, it's also because, like you all know, like the Xbox One release debacle, what that, what it was called before, right? Like once that it was released, it was it was basically Xbone, and they've been trying to get rid of that, <laughs> oh, that moniker goodness. for a while. Oh. Yeah, like because Xbox One, they had it. Everybody was calling it Xbox. Oh, really? I remember like my because they short shortened it. Like uh, I remember my friend Carlo always called it the Sex Box. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, you got the Sex Box? You wanted to get the Sex Box? I'm like, uh, I don't want it now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I'm probably thinking about two separate things. You gotta ask him. <laughs> like, but you know, uh, some other news that was kind of mentioned for this was, uh, you know, game, the Xbox Games Pass and the Xbox Gold service. They were combining that into one subscription option for you, which is like basically 15 bucks a month. You would get both of them. 
And then uh, they said they're kind of hinting at E3 where uh, Phil Spencer said, you know, basically we've got stuff we're going to be showing you on E3 because with PS4 not going to, or P- PlayStation and Sony not being there, it's basically, it's basically Xbox and Microsoft's uh, show to win. Like, it's so long as it's like a, a pretty good good show for them that you know it's going to build up a lot of hype for their next system. Yeah. I think that's really where the big announcement for the next uh, Xbox is going to come. Yeah, absolutely. To be and I think that that's smart. Like if they know that they don't have their competition there, it's like, I mean, they have such a big uh, platform to announce such huge news, and I think that that's such a good way to do it. I'm excited to hear what they have to say and what they have to show. Oh, I want to go to E3 so bad. <laughs> I know, we've been talking about E3 since high school. Why? Hey, are, we, are we technically the media now? <laughs> yeah, I guess you'd say that. <laughs> but, you know, like I said, we could always just wind up going on like a, a non-media pass because they had opened the doors to sell tickets to them uh, like two no, years ago. No, no, we're going to be official. We're going ha- oh, yeah. to get the media. We're going to get the media pass. We're... <laughs> <laughs> That's true. We've uh... But yeah, uh, anybody can start a podcast. Is what we're... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, it's not just like Andre, uh, Christian making some like lanyards and putting like like crayon drawings to say media on them for us to get by. Like, that's what no, I got. Just, I got in my badge that he just used is just to be <laughs> in our in our past. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm that guy. Like you remember? Surely you remember that tagline. Just gonna say VIP, <laughs> VIP. Let me in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're like, what is it? The uh, Ron Swanson saying, giving his permit, and it's just said, like, I can do whatever yeah. I want. <laughs> oh, I love Ron. <laughs> oh, I keep thinking. That. Whenever you say what Ron Swanson, I always think about turkey. Oh, was it veggie bacon? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> when he grabs yeah. the bacon from the sandwich, he just yeah. throws it in the trash. Another, another <laughs> he asks for another one. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Oh, I love, I love that, that show. Show's so good. <laughs> I miss it. But look, we gotta move. We gotta move Wait, on. Wait, uh, there is like another. I don't know if you noticed, but there is another news story I kind of tacked on there because I mentioned a little bit about the Me Too movement. I don't know if you noticed it, but it's. Uh, oh no, I didn't. I missed yeah. that. Uh, but bas- So do you want to leave? Yeah. yeah. Once so ba- basically, then. Sony is curbing sexually explicit content in PlayStation games. And so they're having stricter rules uh, due to the Me Too movement. And um, mm. and that's uh, so they're implementing stricter rules on sexual content. Uh, they were just telling the Wall Street uh, Journal today. And um, basically, a lot of growing concern about the depiction of women in video games. So they want to. Basic. Well, you, you know, you've seen it in media. You've seen it happen to actors, anchors, venture capitalists, where they're all like accused of sexual hus- assault and uh, harassment, and it's just the company's like, um, you know, we don't want to worry about financial liability. So now they're actually making it a, a bigger priority. And um, yeah, That's really that cool. just came out today. Yeah, I think it is. Uh, I mean, I started to learn a little bit more about. Uh, Anita Sarkeesian, who had launched her own website called The Feminist Frequency, um, which is like a web series on uh, how women are portrayed in video games. And so it all started, well, I would say like it came to head 
it at least when she received death and rape threats yeah. um, over the Gamergate controversy and was uh, had to cancel a speaking engagement at Utah State University because they got so many emails threatening the deadliest school shooting in American history if she appeared. Ugh, like, God. imagine that. That's and so, so yeah, is it, and, and that's, like, really concerning, con, you know, when you, and being a girl gamer, it's hard, and, I, and I've looked a little bit into her work because she has, like, an actual thesis on it, which is, you know, really interesting to get into, and the demographics of women in video games, uh-huh. and even mm-hmm. goes into, like, genre, you know, like, mostly um, we uh, and... Um, RPG centered more like and we were talking about taste and I have kind of thrown it in there a little bit too like how my taste is a little bit different than you guys we didn't actually and, get to talk about that yeah um, we talked about talking about it like yeah <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I, the, the whole thing is I was what? trying to get that in this episode so. <laughs> this is a good segue um, into that then it is yeah it's a good segue no that <laughs> is and and, I, and and to your point Heidi I kind of like I would like for us like to have a discussion about like Anita if you want later or on the podcast too, but I'm not a fan of her. I, I understand some of her ideas, but uh, she just, she's a very controversial, yeah, controversial. Yeah. But, I, I get, uh, but my I thing get. about it, I mean, the only thing I think about like, like it's, it's, it's not even about her at like the fact that there's death threats to her, you know, or death threats to anything. I mean, that, my whole thing is just like, it doesn't matter if you agree with someone or not, or their ideas or not, you have to let them speak. You have to be exactly. able to hear at least hear yeah. what they're saying. You can't just be like, you can't just cry foul and be like, no, you're wrong without even knowing what that person has to say. You know? No, no. And, and I agree with that. Like, and it's, it's less about like her opinion because her opinion is her opinion. That, that's fine. Yeah. But she does that. She, she does something similar to other people when they try and bring a counterpoint to them, to her to say, like, okay, well here's this fact, but she kind of shuts that out. And kind of ignores it or walks over these people. Like there was a big controversy between her and then like another personality, uh, this guy named Boogie. Mm-hmm. That I mean, there's like YouTube clips, and I'll show you guys later because I, I I think it is a really interesting discussion, but I'm not prepared for it now, and you guys aren't really prepared for it either. But I think if we looked into it, we could have that really good discussion, especially with all of us and like Heidi, you know, being from that as a gamer, uh, a girl gamer, yeah, uh, yeah, but like. And so we could all have that like civil discussion about yeah. it and kind of like not solve. We might probably won't solve anything, but at least get our opinions in a, in a respectful man. Form. Right. I can't wait. <laughs> I mean, it is, it, it is getting into bigger things and that is like maybe a little too much for this kind of podcast considering how light, you know, we take things and it's, um, I just, you know, wanted to at least mention that, they I mean, were, I, somebody was willing to look into that a little bit more, considering the Me Too movement and what we have been seeing with big personalities in mainstream media and where they have fallen and how far they have fallen. So, you know, it's I think it's good that they kind of cover their ass a little bit more. I personally, and I'm mentioning this because being now playing Division Two so much, I love my character. And she doesn't look mm-hmm. like some over-sexualized, like, mm-hmm. Lara Croft, big boobs hanging out or anything like that. Yeah. I just feel like it's, like, a lot more real. Well, like, yeah, it's, like, it's welcoming yeah, to you. It, like, it's not... 
it, it's it's not off putting that like okay, this is the only representation before and i get that like i mean i'm trying to like figure out how to like not that i'm trying to like apologize for everything that's happened the last like 30 years about it looking for that either it's not like it's just nice coming at it from my perspective being female and not having to play if i want to play a female character it doesn't have to be you know like i i can i can remember so many fighting games where the female characters all had the same sort of look except different costumes but they all had like boobs out yeah you know like like, it was just it was always that way and everything from street fighter to dead or alive yeah and i remember like in Mortal Kombat, i would pick sonya because she was like the least you know like i guess sexy of them like in comparison to katana melina yeah yeah comparatively comparatively compared to those yeah no but like you would purposely pick her for that huh yeah wow yeah, because even... she's like the most like normal one that I could relate to. Because I don't go out like that. I don't know like a lot of women that go out like that. You know, like it's not like every day that we dress like that. So it's nice to see somebody who is more like my personality. And I that's why mm-hmm. I loved my character in Division Two, even though I I am partial to pink. <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing wrong with that. No, no there's nothing wrong with big boobs either. I mean, you know. No, and it's not. No, I, oh, yeah, but it's, it's about having the option. It's about being able to choose something that yeah, you feel exactly. represents you. Like, no, and, and, I, and that's what it comes down to. It's like like when they're saying that they're trying to curb – when they say they're like curbing what the developers are, are they're putting, they have a right to say what they want to put on their system. I don't think having these games that have like these over-sexualized characters is necessarily like a bad thing, but – we need to also have that like swing it the other way where like Heidi's saying there has to be options. Like if you don't want to play that game, you don't play that game, but there should be other games in that genre that are more appealing to you. And then like women like Heidi will, will gravitate towards those games. And, uh, what's the word? And it's just accessibility is like that money is going to show, okay, this, like everybody's going to towards this type of game. Uh, you know, women are be more attracted to because it, it shows a representation that is more realistic and not like some thirteen-year-old boy's power fantasy of you know, like Conan the Barbarian, the strong guy that gets all these women, like half-naked women and stuff. Uh, so it's good. You can have both, but I think the big thing that is exciting is before there was never that division character that Heidi could lean towards or it'd be like far and few between where even when Lara Croft was, was first came out, she was that archetypical, archetypical, uh, big breasted, very skin, like very short pants, you know, sexualized character. Well now she's still there, but she's actually changed quite a bit as far as her look and more realistic. And, and then you can play other games with, uh, there's just more options for like, like Heidi, or just I don't want to. I don't want to use you. Like you're here, no, Heidi, so I'm using you no, specifically. No, no, no. I, but, I, I, I know, uh, and it's like the reason why I love Mass Effect so much too was because the female Shepard, uh, you know Jennifer Hale, she doesn't have like a really like feminine voice. It was just something so welcoming to have somebody who had a little bit more gruffness to her, and I just love mm. that about it. And it was just I'm just I find that very appealing because that's how I am. I feel so it's just mm. nice to have that. But there's just it, on average, female-led games 
there's just not as much as as male-led ones. So it's not right, like, yeah. I mean, there's lower marketing budgets that go into it. So mm-hmm. it's just, I, and I understand, but in some ways, but it's also when you look at the data, you find that women do compose almost fifty percent of the market. So yeah, yeah. I mean, it, that's that's again where I mean, and this goes into everything. It goes into sports. It goes into you know. Meet and everything, basically. But it's just nice to see Sony taking a little bit, uh, taking it a little bit seriously. And being a girl gamer, I I do relate in so many ways, and and see where this is actually going to take it a little bit further. And maybe maybe it will lead into you know more female led games. And who knows? I mean, we're seeing a lot of change in the movie industry. So, yeah, and and I think that's that kind of gets to my point of what I was trying to say earlier. Where back in the past, you know, all we had was those Lara, you know, Lara Cross or Dead or Alive breast fighting games of the year, but now you're seeing these, but it was, (laughs) yeah, that's what it was. It's the same thing that's, yeah, that's that's a perfect way to put it. And and now we are actually getting those representations where you have like female Shepherd, which is from I always played male shepherd that's how I identify with but it's great that now Heidi finally has somebody that that badass you know female character that she can go into instead of you know just turning on one and I think that's one of the reasons why you you correct me if I'm wrong but gravitated towards RPGs and role playing games cuz the female characters were not just usually like these over sexualized characters right. I mean true it was like 16 bit and 8 bit characters but uh, it, you know, they had more story to them. They had more characters as opposed to this eye candy that you would see all the yeah. time. Yeah, I, I mean, in most, and now I am seeing it, but I mean, when you look at Japanese <laughs> RPGs, it's not really the case. For the longest time, Robert will attest to you, like, there were games that I would just be completely turned off by because the main character is a girl. And at some point, I felt like I was being sexist about it. But it goes back to the RPG aspect of I want to, like, relate to my main character in some sort of level. You know, like, obviously, it doesn't have to look exactly like me. But, like, in I, there's a, there's some sort of I- identification that I have to have with my main character. And for me, it's not absolutely not lost in the fact that if I was a girl, I'd be fucking pissed because, like, just about any game that I wanted to play or most games have male leads, you know? So I totally think that there should be some sort of option or at least, you know, choice for, you know, most games. You know, if, yeah. Agreed. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and, and one thing is one is cool. Like, and I get that too. Like I, like I said, I, I play as male characters. That's how I relate. But I, it's like, I'm not opposed to female characters when that is like the story. Like I'm not, Oh, this, this game has a female character in it. Like, uh, this game's gonna be trash. Like, because yeah. actually, I know one of Andre's favorite series that he that he always promotes is Fantasy Star. And Fantasy Star, their main character is a female. Yeah, and, and, uh, and I guess I should clarify. Like, there are plenty of games that I play that, you know, even like uh, uh, the one that we talked about recently here, the um, uh, Dancer, You know, it's something. Oh, Crypto oh, yeah. Yeah. Where it's like a female. You know, there's plenty of games that I play as a female lead character. That's uh, it's you know, not like, like I cannot, you know. 
you know what I just realized that it's Crypt of the Necrodancer. Yeah. This entire time I thought yeah. it was this entire time I thought it was Crypto the Necrodancer. What? <laughs> <laughs> so you thought the name was Crypto? I even have the game and I thought I was playing Crypto the Necrodancer. <laughs> well this is this wait, is wait, a wait, uh, wait. This is like the person who thinks Calvin and Hobbes. No, okay. No, Hobbes. Calvin and Hobbes. I know. I know what it is, but in my brain, ever since I was a kid, it was Calvin and Hobbes, and I'm sticking with it. <laughs> I'm sticking with Calvin and Hobbes. I like it. And well, I my case. Well, <laughs> I, uh, I'll tell you what, like, I, as. As heavy as this topic is, it's very important for us to have discussions like this. Like, I think, it, I think it brings like we can all have this roundtable and talk about, it, which is great. But if I ever need a segue to get out of something heavy like this, Christian is the guy to go to. Like, I'm sorry, so, but no, honestly though, like I mean, not to go back to it because I think it is definitely warranting like a complete conversation. Like, I definitely I do want to read um, the thesis. The thesis. Uh, sorry, the thesis. That uh, that Sarkeesian wrote because I'm definitely interested to see all her viewpoints and and, and things like that. So I, I definitely would like to go back and have a have a full on discussion about this. Yeah, oh no, definitely. Me too. I mean, I think it'd be fun, and you know, and you know, and we could definitely do. I mean, like, yeah, I know it's a heavy, a quote unquote heavy topic, but you know, I mean, being as four gamers from different backgrounds and different tastes and different viewpoints, I think it's really good that we could have a serious discussion about something like this. Yeah, I agree. No, yep. that, that, that is that is true, and, and it'd be great to have. Uh, I'm looking forward yeah. to. It. I, I can I can finally represent the criminally underrepresented uh, white Caucasian males. So I know. I think it's about <laughs> time we finally yeah, we had something to like say. Course. Just yes. justice will finally be served. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My yeah. voice will be heard. <laughs> But uh, yeah, we'll definitely uh, get into that more. Uh, like we should uh, talk about that off air. How how we can discuss that? Absolutely. But uh, yeah, so let's kinda, <laughs> let's kind of move on. I don't even know where that, where do we start with that? Like I don't know how where where that started. Oh, okay, the the news story. <laughs> That's right. It started uh, with so, that and ended with crypto sorry. the necrodancer. Uh, <laughs> no, no, I'm you don't even apologize. I'm the one who just like has to like get the agenda in. No, but it's that's yeah. but it, no, it's, it's it's as it should be. Like, trust me, the moment we think of something, it's not the whole thing. We don't obviously we don't. Well, sometimes, a lot of the times, we don't think about what we're gonna say. We that's just true. we just say it. This and then is we very just, natural. Yeah. yeah, exactly. This is very me. And I hate to bring it up, but it's that kind of attitude of trying to like apologize for bringing up an agenda that is important to you. It's kind of like the whole discussion uh, of this right here. That's true. <laughs> that is true. Stop apologizing. <laughs> there's, there's so many things I wish you would apologize for normally, Heidi. This is not one of them. <laughs> like, uh, uh, <laughs> but anyways, so <laughs> that's, that's kind of our news segment. Let's let's kind of dive into the games. I know we're. Gonna... <laughs> what are we playing? What are yeah. we playing? Well, apparently I haven't been playing Crypto the Necrodancer. <laughs> <laughs> now that that's out so of I only have the two games for me. Uh, besides Division 2, does anybody have anything else? No, I'm just... Uh, I mean, uh, the the <laughs> Car Mechanics Reload 2018, but... 
Yeah, I literally looked at the loading screen for Surge and went back to Division 2. I I seriously have Resident Evil 6 on hold for the longest time and Secret of Mana. I cannot finish those games because I every every second I have, I just want to dedicate it to Division 2. So, so that means you guys can like not give me crap about not finishing Nino Kuni two yet. No, 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 no. Really no. Yeah. no but at Secret of Mana, okay, hold on a minute. I yeah. played that like <laughs> twenty years ago and beat it like twenty thousand times. Yeah, I We're mean, not- I, I borrowed right. that from Christian like for five years without returning it to him, and then, I mean, that it's just replaying it. Resident Evil Six, yes, okay, I will beat it. It will not take me ten years like it does for you, or twenty years in the case of Final Fantasy. Exactly, that's my only. That's my only real beef right now with you, Robbie. Is Final Fantasy VI? Fair enough. I don't even get that. But moving on. Slightly Red Dead Redemption, but more Final Fantasy VI. But I did. So (laughs) that's true. So uh, real quick, I'm, I'm going to talk about SteamWorld 2 before we you know, give our Division 2 updates. Uh, basically, I'm playing SteamWorld 2. I really, really like it. Uh, you know, I probably put in about eight hours of it. Like there's basically with the story, it's a direct sequel from the first one, which the first one was a short five hour game. But it's, it takes place in the same universe as SteamWorld Heist, but it's a completely different gameplay. Basically, what it consists of is... Uh, it's a pretty light story. You're you're searching for the main character of the first game, uh, but uh, and so you're you're going you go to this new town looking for this guy, and basically you have to dig. The core concept of this game is you go dig underneath the like the mines of of a village or a town, uh, kind of like. Uh, so why I say it's like Dig Dug is basically like this gravel. You have your pick and you kind of make your pathway however you want. Uh, based on like the dirt you know you digging and you make your own labyrinth but then you will go to certain spots like there's going to be a cave right here you go into that cave you're going to find this item you know like uh uh a like a grappling hook you'll find a grappling hook that you can use that to traverse other places while you're digging and stuff like that so it's got that satisfying loop uh and I, I've just been having a blast with it. It's more of the first game. Uh, I like the story. I want to see what happens. I like the main character. Are you a robot uh, again? Okay. Yes, you're you're another ro- robot. A robot. Uh, you're basically you're. Uh, her name is uh, Dorothy. Everybody calls her Dot. Uh, but she's like I said, she's looking for the character in the first game after the cliffhanger of the. Wait, first was Robot like intentional? Yes. Yeah, I like calling yeah. them robots. <laughs> oh my! It's a robot. Wait, is this this your is this your thing? This is my thing. It's, it's a so robot. So this is like uh, Christian's Hobies? Something oh like that. Goodness. No, I know Robit. Robit I call her <laughs> well, I know it. I How know. did I never know this? Because <laughs> I don't usually do it. Like I do call them robots, but in, in this case, playing these characters, I call them robots. <laughs> Hang on. So they're robots. Oh, this is what we're going to get hung this. up on? They're robots. I'm Robies? <laughs> <laughs> Is that what I'm hearing? What? Yeah. It's called, the next game is called Robbie and Robies. <laughs> yeah, listen, I've been weird. called plenty of things. <laughs> There's like silence on well, the I'm not, I, I, don't, I don't have anything to say. If it, out of everything, this is what you guys are going to like put my ass to the yeah, fire on. <laughs> yeah, hello. How can I not call this out? <laughs> 
I was like, Fair enough. is this like in the game or I had to, I had to ask. <laughs> no, you are a steam powered, uh, autonomous robot. Okay. <laughs> or sentient, not autonomous. Uh, sentient. Okay. Thank you for the clarification. <laughs> Got it. I'm, I'm glad. Can we move on, please? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I'm, I'm playing that game. And I actually just started another game that I, I'm looking forward to talking about, but I'm not ready to. And I'm hoping to have like some more information with uh, one of the uh, creators for it, and hopefully having like a segment when it comes in. But I'm playing this like new horror game called uh, Kagero Shadow Corridors on Steam. Uh, and I'm excited about like kind of talking about it because I have oh, things to say about it. Oh, is this already. the one that my brother yes, had so, translate? Correct. Correct. It's like a, it's like an eight dollar horror game on Steam yeah. that uh, for, for disclaimers, Heidi's brother uh, he did all the translation. Yeah, I played the first. Oh wow! The game yeah, well. it's pretty big in South Korea apparently. Yeah, it, it was basically made by, I think, like a one guy who did all the work on it. So it's like a very indie-ass indie game. But it's $8, and I'm, I'm trying to play it. It's hard for me because I am not, like, an, I'm not a horror guy. Like, especially, like, Five Nights at Freddy's pop-up, yeah. like, horror. And that's kind of what this game is a bit. Uh, but it's like a Japanese uh, theme. But I want to see if I can get get with, uh, sorry, Soto <clears throat> and uh, talk to him about it and maybe have like an interview and bring it on the show, which I think would be really nice. Yeah, especially working with Japanese, uh, you know, developers. It's definitely different. But like I said, I beat, I beat like I played like like forty five minutes of it, and then <laughs> then I had to go because I was I was starting to like you know feel like like a ten <laughs> he year was, old little he was girl getting, like he just started <laughs> screaming. He started, like, turn, he started turning on all the lights. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, and honestly, like the first time I played it, I was tried playing it in the dark, and the second time I had to play it in the middle of the day with like That's a light. That's hilarious. Just, <laughs> I couldn't do it. Like just, it was like Andre so. with the bats that came through the one way mirror. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but so let's let's kind of move on from that steam will dig and all that other stuff in, in division two i know we had all kind of talked about it a little bit in the very beginning of the episode but i i guess you guys are still liking it a lot and what what anything has changed in your perception of it how what specifically about the end game are you really liking you know i'm liking that i'm able to concentrate a little bit more on my character and like developing mm her and actually gearing up I'm putting more effort into control points and I understand the frustration that Christian mentioned about how control points right now it's like you you get it and then 10 minutes later it falls in enemy hands again but I still really it just keeps me more engaged I think in that way too because um, you have a lot more activities that you can get involved with um you're definitely getting more points so that you can get your gear up. And then today, for the first time ever, I did the uh, Roosevelt Island um, stronghold, and I actually used the matchmaking feature. I had never done that before, so uh, I actually went in with a group I didn't know, and it was actually really a lot of fun. And there was like no talking on the mic; it was just mm -hmm. going through it. We all did our. We only died once and uh, had to respond once and I actually thought it went really smooth and I just was really happy with it and I love going through that like I'm concentrating more on the side things and, and my personality mm. is I'm a little bit of a completionist 
So a lot of times uh. with RPGs and things like that, and what I mentioned before with like Anthem, what was part of my frustration was I wasn't able to really explore the area, and that's something that I actually mm. enjoy about games is being able to take in the environment. And so that includes like any of the side quests, side missions, the shade caches, um, the bounties are something that I love to do, um, and control points. So I'm able to concentrate a little bit more on that and not necessarily wanting to just level up and do the main missions. So even though Robert wants me to do the main missions <laughs> and pushes me to do the main missions. No, I do. And, and <laughs> I get that. Like I, I, I play very differently from you. I kind of wanted to get to the very end of the game. And it's not because like, I want to want to play with you guys more on like our tier, but I come from that that background of like MMOs where I know that all this stuff is going to be available to me and I'm still grinding gear and stuff and I'm still doing all the things you were doing like the control points and all that stuff but I'm doing it where I feel like the, like I'm not going to be throwing away this gear as fast like and, and that's the thing with me like I just feel that like uh, I think like the world tiers one through four are like they're not the end game they're like the mid early in game yeah. or like the mid game uh, where it's still that level having to level up to reach this goal of what you're really going to be doing, which is that finding the spec that's going to suit you, getting the sets that uh, the specialized sets that you can get uh, to really <clears throat> maximize certain play styles, and you don't have to use those sets either. Because I think that's one thing I mentioned last last game or last podcast, where in like MMOs you're only chasing the one gear, like the one uh, particular gear for that class where these sets are similar to that but at least you still have the options and you're not just tied down to one. But those are kind of like an in-game goal. But I just, I like five getting 500 uh, that world tier 5 and starting to really build your character what this is going to be. And you could do it like you you, you guys are. You're, you're kind of slower paced just enjoying the scenery and I, and, and I admit when I stop and actually look around at the scenery and look at the, the game is beautiful. Like even, even with the pop-up textures, when they all come up and I'm being on a PS4, like looking at the detail of some of these like missions and strongholds, just like kind of taking back and really seeing the work they put into it is pretty like spectacular. Yeah, it's funny how different our experiences are because like that, that it's a, uh, the first game in a long time where the environment really drags me in. So like when I'm playing that game, like I'm, I'm like really tuned into the environment. I'm looking at everything. I'm trying to go everywhere. I'm trying to poke at things. And, um, Oh, and then there's a guy in front of me, he's shooting at me and I'm like, Oh crap, I gotta, I gotta fight, mm -hmm. you know, like the complete opposite. Yeah. It like pulls you in. Like it just, it's, uh, it feels really realistic in that way because it's, it's like, yeah, if you're not paying attention, you have bad guys everywhere, and that it keeps you on your toes, which I actually quite like about that. And I mean, it's just something that uh, I'm really enjoying about the end game. It's it's like if you come across an elite, uh, you know, um, NPC, you can battle him, and then you can expect a loot drop, and you don't know what you're going to get. It's just kind of. Ex I was just with uh, Fabian last night, and I had all these apparel caches, and it was just like the reveal of what I was going <laughs> to yeah. get was just so like I, I in anticipation and the way that it's like done. 
in the game where they just open it and it just glows where this thing floats up and you're like, what is it that I'm going to get? And it's like a green bandana, but you're so excited about the fact that it's like the way you present it. Welcome to the world of loot boxes. The music of of discovery is like so like, (gasps) (gasps) they put me in it. Like they, they, they create that atmosphere and that's what I love about the game. Mm-hmm. And, and like I love the like I like the caches too that you get, uh, and that's one of the big conversations. It's fun, and now like people are saying like, oh, well, it's so exciting for some people, but we all can control ourselves. Saying okay, when we get it, we're gonna get it. But then you always have that like you can spend five bucks to get five more like caches and stuff that you always have to be wearing. Yeah, I have no problem uh, about. I have no worries about that because. Yes. Yeah, well, but like I said, this game has been really good as far as loot systems go. Like me and Christian have been pretty, pretty even as far as our progress and like the uh, the invasion event where we got we're like down to like the last like five. Or yeah, six. I think I have two I, items left. Yeah, but we're not like stressed out about it. We're just kind of playing the game as it is, playing with our friends, and and that's I can't emphasize this enough how well they they. Uh, uh, involve like higher level players going to play with other people like you still get rewarded for it. because there's there's a lot of times where you you know as a higher level player you just you kind of go in there for like the goodness of your heart to like you know just help your friends out or whatnot but here you still get rewarded for it like even through these like these caches or uh you know you're still getting experience to, to level up and get these like cool items and stuff and it's it's a really cool system that they have to uh implemented yeah. in this yes because there's so many games that get it wrong so easily uh, yeah, they do <laughs> i know because well. i've played a lot of them but, but they, they've been really oh good yeah and i'm gonna get that ruthless rifle that's my, so that's my, that's my goal so my my experience i had doing my tier three um uh, the same dungeon that you did hi what was it called again uh, roosevelt island roosevelt island yeah the last the third the yeah so f- the so for three. me like my f- initial experience with any game was was bad right i told you guys like not nah, big fan like not working out whatever uh but you know i played more and i got some more loot and i i had actually misunderstanding i thought you had to do all four dungeons each time to go up a tier so i thought you had to do them like 16 times oh okay you know, yeah. uh, so when i once i realized that, no you just do one dungeon you up a tier and you do the other and so forth that was a little bit better for me but also and it's funny because I had to think about World of Warcraft. And like in World of Warcraft, you understand you cannot go into a dungeon by yourself. It's a five-man dungeon, right? But for in this game, because it kind of skates the like, yeah, you can do missions solo and it's just tough sort of sort of thing. I mean, I got to a mission where it was like, there's no way. It's impossible. There's just there's just <laughs> no way. Like if there is a way, it I'm not I'm sure as hell not finding it, you know. Um, and I just kind of have to make peace of the fact that some things are for you know, a party, whatever. So I started using the matchmaking system. And uh, so my experience for that same dungeon, Roosevelt Island, yesterday was actually really fun. Uh, the day before yesterday, I did the matchmaking, got a group of, you know, th- four people, me and plus three. And I immediately muted, like, all three of them because they were, they were talking. <laughs> I was like, mute, mute, mute. And I was like, perfect. You know? And we were like, there's this part where you get to, there's like a big open area and we were really struggling because like we made the mistake because in this game 
advancing like forward and we punish you sometimes so we like advanced a little bit into like the the area and then there were enemies coming out of like every hole and crevice in the map you know and they were all yellow like they were all like the elite yes like, i know exactly lost. what yeah. you're talking about yeah they were all and so then two guys died right and me and the other guy were like in this like kind of a a uh, nice little area that was like two containers things where like nobody can flank you sort of thing and you like so every now and then we would get like a grenade thrown at us but you can like run inside the container and like not die basically um and we were like just fighting off like a ridiculous amount of mobs uh and then the two motherfuckers that are dead they leave the group <laughs> what i know but like it actually made it better for me because in my head it was just like me and the other guy like back to back you know <laughs> yelling the entire time yeah you got rid of the dead weight <laughs> yeah like like bad guys falling from like balconies and you know like the classic like movie stuff like that from the 80s um, <laughs> oh my goodness i love it yeah and it was a really good time we sort like surviving that like i remember like we just both stopped <laughs> and we were doing like little emotes at each other you know, like, uh, high fives Wait, did, and was he was he talking though i don't know because i had him muted. <laughs> oh oh you didn't try to unmute him no like, we were fighting lives. a whole conversation <laughs> with you you're just it's like man it's this uh, NPC AI has really improved over the years, huh? Yeah, <laughs> he has. But, you know, we got to the last boss and another person joined and then we beat the, the, the dungeon. And it was really, like, it was really cool. Even though it was supposed to have been a bad experience, like, it turned out to be, like, a really enjoyable experience. So I'm, I'm loving the game. I, I really am. I, I can't wait to see what the other, like, season... Because I realize, like, what we're going through right now is just, like, one chapter. Eventually... All of these guys, like the Black Talon, whatever they're called, Black Talons, Black Tusk, Black oh, Tusk, Black yeah, Tusk they're, yeah, they're gonna go away, and it's gonna be another challenge. Yeah, and another faction. <laughs> well, the uh, was I think the twenty fifth. It's in nine days. Oh, the, is, uh, the raid oh, comes the raid out. Oh my god! I'm so excited. Finally, and that's that's what I want to make sure I'm prepared for because that's probably like a world tier five. I know thing that that's why you want me to just go <laughs> through the missions. <laughs> <laughs> but no, hey, listen, like, like, trust me, people. Like, I Heidi is easily will tell me when to go to hell <laughs> and just back off when like, she's never had that problem. What's, she has told me that. What's funny times. is that that happened the other like yesterday or the day. I don't know when it was. Most recently, when we were in the group together, and then one of the other clan members had joined for like a brief moment, and then. <laughs> he was like, you should do the mi main mission so that you can level up. And I was like, you know what? I just want to do the side. I don't feel like I need to blow through the missions. Like, I got defensive. And I was like, I'm training for a marathon right now. And I'm doing like, and then I got defensive. So and then, like, and then he just logged the other clan member who joined our group, like, immediately logged off. <laughs> he did an Irish goodbye. He did. It was like, uh, he was just gone. And I even, I was like, Oh, does he usually just pop in and out? And he's like, no, not usually. <laughs> wow. It's funny because yesterday, or is yesterday the Game of Thrones came out? No, Sunday. Sunday. Uh, okay. There's that scene where Theon rescues his sister, and she like... like That was my least... I hated that. You did? She like punches him or whatever? She, he headbutts him. He headbutts him. He does yeah. one better. 
not because not because of her act like actions, but at that time I was like, hey, you know what? She kind of looks like Heidi a little bit. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what Heidi would do. <laughs> I would. <laughs> I, absolutely. If I had a brother like Theon who let yeah, me, of yeah. course I would. More than that. Because <laughs> you had... couldn't like kick him in the balls. Yeah. I mean, it just wouldn't do anything. But uh, not... yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, that was like my least favorite scene, by the way. I just have to say that because I just think that it was just way too rushed. And I doubt that Theon Greyjoy could have just gone through with a few arrows and then just rescued well, Asha. And then there was that. Right. I just thought was so well, imagine. Let's, well, on that, then, let's, I, th- I think it's good to do our. Man, I really want to do the tasting oh, game. But I feel like... <laughs> it's going to be the, the joke the of back. the show. It's never going to happen. <laughs> But uh, let's let's kind of go transition into the, like the Game of Thrones talk, all right? It's Game of Thrones, y'all. First episode came out, guys. Uh, how how'd you guys all watch it? What do you guys think? Or how do you want to go? Well, I watched it. Heidi, yeah. Heidi had I mean, the Heidi had the best experience. Yeah, because I went to um, this one local bar here in Miami, and they had a special like um, poetry month, and they had a screening, and the outdoor they had the freaking sound system was awesome, by the way. And they had just random people just come up and volunteer to just do a poem dedicated to their favorite dead person from Game of Thrones. So you had like (laughs) 10 to 15 people that came up and just recited a poem that they composed themselves uh, dedicated to, you know, like one was on the Red Wedding, another one was on um, Lady, uh, which I I took as a big blow. another one on Hodor. So uh, it was really interesting. And then when what's great is that this bar is always so freaking loud. It's in an area in Miami that is constantly pumping, especially in the weekend. And you hear like a whole bunch of like clubby music in the background. But I kid you not, as soon as Game of Thrones, the credits came on, everybody cheered. And then it was dead silence. Not a single motherfucker brought out a cell phone with a bl- glaring screen it was like pure respect that is so no awesome you would never, never get that anywhere christian, christian was sitting next to me for like the first 20 minutes and then he had to duck out unfortunately oh that must have been hard <laughs> having to stop watching <laughs> but i did have fun and i got to see it with a co-worker of mine and it was just great because afterwards i mean like i liked the episode I think it was like I didn't want a whole lot to happen in it, which I think some people were a little bit disappointed about. But I, I actually liked the way that it went. The only part that I did not care for, I just mentioned. But other than that, 
being able to like actually leave, go to the bar, have another drink. It was like they had special drink cocktails on Game of Thrones. And then they even had the one of the Oma gangs that was, I think, for the throne, Blondale, uh, which was made for Game of Thrones. They had it on draft. I just had that with my coworker. And then we just talked about Game of Thrones after that. And it was like another hour spent afterwards, just like kind of debriefing the, or, you know, analyzing the episode. So that was like the best way I could have possibly experienced it. Yeah. I wish yeah. Christian had been able to be there. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I really liked the episode. I did like it. Um, I did. I also agree with Heidi. Like I like that, that, that not a lot happened. My only thing is that, the fact that even though not a lot happened, it still felt like like really rushed, though. You know, like I felt like whenever they had a storyline or uh, uh, like two characters or, or, or characters interacting, you're like, oh my god, they're interacting! This is so awesome. But then it would cut to like another character or another another scene. So I felt like it didn't really get to you. Really didn't get to feel the impact of what was going on with the characters because it would just move on to another character really quickly, in my opinion. Yeah. So I mean, let's kind of go over. Cause... Just to start off, there's going to be heavy spoilers. I mean, we're not real. We're just going to be talking about it. Uh, there's nothing. Nothing is. If it's on the show, you know, you have to watch it. If you don't want to listen to us talk about it or be spoiled, uh, then just kind of skip skip to the end of the episode. Uh, but yeah, so what? Let's see. It starts off with uh, Daenerys and Jon Snow reaching the uh, Winterfell. How did you think that was going to go? Like. Because you see Arya just like kind of uh, on the side, trying to hoping to see John, and uh, I don't know. Like I think like my problem I've had like th- this with this episode is like I did not like Daenerys at all in this episode. Like I just didn't Why? like. I will. It's it's part of like the way I feel like she acts towards new people, and this kind of started with. Uh, Bringing it back to uh, the t- uh, the Tullys, like when she burnt them alive. Oh, the Tarleys, Tarleys, Tarleys. Yeah, but it's like it was war. It's just she didn't, you know. They refuse. Like she's somebody new here. After all this history of her father, you know, wanting to burn, you know, being mad and killing people, she's coming back, and now the first thing you know, she's doing to somebody. I, I don't think is, she knows that. Like. Yeah. But she does because, I mean, like, it's constantly told to her that she, her father was mad. Yeah. And, and, she ca- uh, and she does say over and over, I'm not, you know, my father. I'm, uh, and people constantly refer to her as being a little bit more just, having a little bit more mercy. And she does ex- exhibit that throughout the series, I feel. Yeah, but I feel like it's... But Samuel Tarby's there are father was a complete asshole. Yeah, and the guy deserved yeah, okay. it. His brother, not so much. Not, not so much, much, but he and and yes, and that, and I did like the way that Sam Sam uh, Samuel actually. I thought he did great in that scene. Actually, yeah. it, it, yeah, that, that I mean, realization that came my, up. Yeah, he was he was awesome. My favorite it. part of the episode, yeah. right there, like he, just his reaction. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I I think that she actually has quite a bit of a balance. I do agree that this episode portrayed her a little bit more I don't know not not in such a good light and uh, you're obviously seeing a lot more on the Stark perspective and right. uh, Sansa just doesn't have the trust and I mean it's just uh, 
I mean, I, I don't know. It It is something that I do see. Only this episode, though, because I have always been a fan of Daenerys. I always thought that she was the most fitting. But this episode, I do see that they have made her seem a little bit harsher and cold. Well, I, I mean, I think that's been hinted in the earlier, uh, early episodes and some of the earlier seasons. And I get, like, where she's coming from. She's she's done all this stuff in Essos. And, but I'm kind of like, I'm on the side of, like, the Starks and the people in Westeros right now. She is, like, an invader. Like, she like she's claiming the, the, the crown. And, I mean, this is a whole, like, monarchy <laughs> thing that I was like, this is why we're not in a mar- monarchy anymore. But just, oh, I was born... You know, this was my lineage, so I I have a right to it. Like, but I just, she does. It's something that, I, but I don't agree but, with that. Like, but she does in that but world. That's why in that world, yes, she does. She, yeah. I mean, like in comparison to everybody else, she actually has the really the claim to the throne more and than anyone else. And here's the thing too: like her confidence, like the reason why she's so heavily like believing in it and believing in her right is that every every place that she's been to every place that she's been to with her her army and with her people you know like she's done she's made the lives better you know like she's gotten rid of yeah she got rid of the slaves you know like she freed the people like every place that she's been to has has thanked her in the end and welcomed her in the end for what she's done so it gives her the confidence that she knows what she's doing and she knows how to rule and this is where she rightfully belongs right she 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 belongs on the throne you know in her yeah i i I will give it to you guys that i thought that she did miss an opportunity to do like that majestic like daenerys like i was expecting like a big speech or some sort of like you know, like freedom talk sort of deal, and she was like very quiet and not, mm, yeah. you know, like the dragons flew by and she had like a smirk, like she liked that. The dragons scared the crap out of people, you know, and and yeah, that's true. That's a good point. Mm. Yeah, it's like it's very, uh, like very passive aggressive. Like between like like Sa- like I love the interaction between Daenerys and like Sansa. Just Sansa, like Sansa is like one of my favorite characters now. Wow. Like, just I loved her in this I loved her in this episode. Like she's basically calling everybody like a fucking idiot. Like, you know, even Tyrion when she has interactions with him and realizing That I did like, like. I did like you know, that one. Basically calling him out on who actually <laughs> thinks Cersei is yeah. going to be coming here. Like I thought, I thought you, you were, were the so most, smart. Like, you were yeah. the cleverest man in the world. <laughs> yeah. And you know, she, and how she points out that like listen like it's great that all these people are coming, but now how are we going to you know feed them or you know take care of this while they're here like i i really liked because she's been through it. like she knows cersei she knows you know she doesn't know daenerys but she's seen that you know a ruler that is out for power and kind of like that's what i feel i feel that's what daenerys has been doing lately she's just been kind of like flaunting her power you know with the dragon she's like and yeah. you know, the army she's like oh you know that that's why it comes off to me as she's is she, she's She's forcing herself to be the leader yeah. of these people as opposed to like winning them. Now, true, she's coming to stop these like the uh, White Walkers, the, the White Walkers. So, I mean, nobody but her and Jon Snow and you know a few people actually know the threat is bad. But like, she's not saying like, "Oh, I'm here to help you guys with this specifically and how bad it is." I think once you know everybody comes together, they're gonna realize like you know how how dangerous they are and truly happy that like she had come to help them. Uh, but I don't know, uh, as a right. And I hate, I 
I really did not like the whole Jon Snow and uh, Daenerys, like, you know, uh, show me the world moment with the dragons. And it was a very take, whole new and, world uh, yeah, kind of yeah. thing, like Aladdin kind of thing. I just, I, just, uh, I didn't like it. And it just makes me feel like, like Jon Snow is just like, I don't know. Like, Jon Snow's a good guy. I like Jon Snow. He, he, he's an honorable man and he works hard, but. I don't know. I just, just I feel like he's like a puppy dog, like with her, like her. Just he is. I just, I just think, I just think there was a. I think they could have, they could have like shot it better. You know, they could have presented it better, like yeah. him getting on the dragon. Yeah, not making it. Yeah, not making it so Aladdin Goofy. and Jasmine going right. <laughs> kind of a thing. Yeah, and, and and I think a part of the problem is is with the whole time, the limited amount of time right now for the season is like the. I don't feel that it's yeah, and that's the, and that's the funny like, thing too because that was like what probably one of the longer segments was them riding the dragons. You know, they dedicated mm-hmm. like a good like you know three to five minutes on just them riding the dragons. You know, yeah, and it just seemed like it happened really quick, and that's something like <laughs> in the later episodes might build up to like or, but it's just like all right. Like we're a couple yeah. now. Like grab, grab, grab the dragon. dragon. Let's go. Oh Come yeah. You, you got, what what do I hold on to? Uh, anything, anything you can. <laughs> <laughs> she's yeah. like, she's had a couple of those yeah. lines, and she's being like super, like sarcastic and passive aggressive. <laughs> I don't know. She could be a bit like, of a oh, smart what ass. Eat? Any anything they want. Like, just, all right, fine. You want to be that way? <laughs> Also, but. I hated that Cersei gave in to. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I was like, really. That he felt really have... weak. Oh, so I really hated that. I, I, I think it it shows <sighs> that no matter how far Cersei's come and how cunning she is, she's she's still the basic bitch. In the end, she yeah, still feels like, like she needs to use that to gain. Yeah, like she, because she's. I mean, really, like without him, she yeah, has. That's exactly true. Like, and that, but that's like. But now uh, he has like, nothing. And yeah, and that's the whole thing. Like when she did that, <laughs> everyone is like jumping on that whole line, which was a really good line. You know, like oh yeah, if you want, what was it? If you want a girl, like buy her. If you want to. Or yeah, if you want a queen, you have. To, yeah, if you want a queen, you have to earn her. But then, everyone, like five minutes later, they're shy. Yeah, exactly. Everyone yeah, loves. That, everyone loves yeah, that line. but I mean, <laughs> I thought, it, and that's what I well, but, was so disappointed with. Yeah. I was like, you just but then, I mean, that, something so great, and then your action was just completely contrary to that. But I mean, the whole point is like she says that line, and then he points out, "Well, ex- what the fuck do you want from me? Like, I've done this, I've done this, I've brought you your army, he I've hasn't done, done all this shit." Like, <laughs> He, he hasn't done he anything. Supporters. He's just brought the ships, and that's it. And she would have nothing without him. But, like, but there's no action like, yet. Yeah. I don't know. I don't. I don't see that. Like, I think he did make a really good point. Well, like, definitely. Even like, if, I've done all even if stuff, he did, like, it wasn't enough point? for her to like to give no. it that. No. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> ah, Cersei. Uh, but, She'll never. But, I mean, there's, there's. There's no way Cersei is surviving no. to the end of this. Oh my life. god, no way. I think she's gonna be the last boss. <laughs> <She's>... <laughs> I mean, I, I, I mean, I think. Man, I wonder. Because right, it, it has to be because no matter what, like she's not gonna fight. Yeah, she's the White not Walkers. going up. I mean, the, she's uh, not uh, going north. Like, so that means there has to be something after the White Walkers because if the White Walkers win. There's nobody. There's nobody. Oh, like everybody else, but Cersei's alive, and and you're on pretty much. Thing, like there's which no is the thing that I'm like. No, 
to me, I feel like what makes the most sense is the White Walkers win. Mm-hmm. Because they, I mean, it's just so par- They're just so powerful. What about Cersei becoming a White Walker? And Cersei could be a White Walker. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, what what? White because the last stand. But I mean, with the White Walkers, the last stand is Winterfell. That battle because it's either make or break because everybody else but Cersei is there. So. <laughs> if if they win, if like the White Walkers win in Winterfell, the last three episodes, what is there? There's no conflict. There's no there's no back dealings or yeah. anything like that because you can't you can't have ha- like half the people retreat back to uh, King's Landing because that that's going to make the White Walkers even more powerful because they're going to raise all their dead and have three dragons right. and <laughs> and then just like it, it's going to be over. So. I don't know what's going to happen, though. But. Yeah. I'm so excited, though. Yeah. Oh, Did my you, goodness. Like, the way the episode ended was was awesome. Oh, it, my God. I loved it, too. Yeah. It's like... I was I was talking to uh, I was talking to uh, our friend Jason, and and he was just telling me, like, he's like, oh, yeah, it was pretty cool, right? I'm like, no, like, don't you understand? Like, that was the beginning of everything. Uh-huh. Like, you know, Jamie and Bran was the beginning of everything that happened. He's like... Yeah. Oh, I didn't think about it that way. I'm like, yeah, it's so I can't wait to see what, how how it plays out. Yeah, it's funny because I told my wife yeah. like we were taking bets on who was gonna die, and I really thought somebody was gonna die this episode. And <laughs> I told her Jamie Lannister, and when when he showed up at the castle at the last minute, I was like, hell yeah, baby, bring it home, you know, like <laughs> just waiting for his head to fall off, and then uh. I was like. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I I mean I am surprised that nobody had died this episode, but I don't know who would have. The right? kid. Oh yeah, the kid. Oh uh, yeah, I guess I, that, that was a, that, that was, was surprising. Brutal. Yeah, that was really no. good. That that was brutal. Creepy. That was creepy as hell. <laughs> yeah, and then you, and you see uh, and I had, when we had talked about pre episode, I completely forgot about Tormund <laughs> and how much I love that character. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh so, yeah. Like, I had talked about how I love Sam. <laughs> He's got blue eyes. I've always had blue, had blue eyes. eyes. That was good. <laughs> and I was I like, oh, that. where's Brienne? Yeah. <laughs> Gotta make lovey, di- lovey eyes at her. Lovey oh eyes my god, her. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> I love that he's attracted to her. <laughs> I love it. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm glad to see he's alive and hopefully we can see yes. more of him next uh, episode. Uh, I, I think we already saw the preview of it. It shows, like, him meeting Jon Snow and yeah. Oh, really? I didn't watch the, I didn't watch the, 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 the episode did. coming up. I didn't want to, I didn't, yeah. I wanted to be surprised. I knew you wouldn't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just, I, I, I was not saying anything I can of, like, Game of Thrones for a week. And they didn't really, like, announce anything, but... Uh, and then you, you know, of course, you saw like Gin, uh, Gendry and Arya finally. It's like this episode was. Uh, I think this episode more than anything is just like the. Oh yeah, it's, I think they they had to have yeah, something like, that was going to get all these people yeah. together. And it's they, the proverbial calm before the storm. It's the reunion yeah. episode. It really yeah. is. Because mm-hmm. you had, and then you had like. Um, Arya and John, Arya and Gin- Gendry. Arya, and the my hound. favorite interaction. Yeah. That that right there, like man, I, I really I know. He pretty much is just like <laughs> fuck. Yeah. It, I don't care. Like he'll it, just tell you what he yeah, thinks. What was it that he called her? Like you were oh, a stubborn you're, cut uh, or you're something. You're a real fucking yeah, bitch. Yeah, like, you're you're bitch. icy cold bitch now, aren't you, or something like that? <laughs> <laughs> like it's not surprising it's like, that she was still alive or something like that. Right. <laughs> 
But it, it's like the way they interact with each other is like they totally like res- like the hound just like respects right. her and, and she's like doesn't give a <laughs> shit like she, sees her sees her as like who she like, is you left like she's you there. not like she's like no I watched you. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no, I stole everything yeah. you had, or something and like that's that. That's like the only thing. I, like that's that's what I wanted. That's the only thing I wish for for more in the episode. Is like they had all these reunions, but they just didn't. I I just wanted more time in those reunions. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that that's like reflective of how we are now. You know, like we don't spend that much time on taking in the moments, and we're just like, okay, and then we move on. It's that's right. Like, yeah. That's what's what the What's the next thing that's going to go? Oh wow! Like instead of just you know yeah. soaking it in you know yeah well and i'm sh- i'm sure with like again they had like a whole the whole time thing i'm sure when when uh uh george r r martin passes away and somebody else comes uh, to finish his book for him then i think uh, it's gonna we'll happen more of those he's gonna books. have something in his will that says no one can complete my books <laughs> then that's it yep and then, well, all right i guess game of thrones i guess hbo did it for us the best that we're gonna get but uh, so another question I have: Do you guys think Braun is going to kill the brothers? Like, do you think that's is no. that's how they're going to go out? Absolutely not. Did you guys see this video line about when they're like superimposing Braun's face with the uh, oh, with the Night King? The Night King, yeah, and it no, looks pretty I, similar. Like, like I don't know, I don't think that's it at all. I'm not going with. I don't. I, <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Yeah, no, there's a, there's a big, there's a yeah, there's a there's a big fan theory that the Night King is Bri- is Brian. Get the hell out of here! Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, Brian. Yeah. Get out of here! I was talking about Bron, but oh really? no, no, not Bron. Sorry, yeah, not Bron. Yeah. Bran. No, who's Bron? Bron is uh, Bron is Bron. the the mercenary, the one that was having sex with the three women. Yes, yeah. I hated. I didn't like that scene. Yeah. Like, I, it felt that's like what, yeah, that's like, what they I actually really like Bronze. One of my favorite characters. He's like, a good it's character. Just, it's just like a throwaway, like like I don't know, throwaway, cheap thing. I, it, I it is, it is, and it's like okay, so she's really gonna give him this like crossbow, whatever that the, uh, and task him with the murder of her two brothers. Like I, no, I mean that that. That I, I was fine with. It was just like that's <laughs> like one of the first times I was like, okay, this is HBO. They had to have the three like naked oh. ladies, like that, like uh, that kind of just like yeah. turned me off. And, like, but do you guys think he's going to do it though? No, no. Yeah, I don't think I, he's going to do it. No. Absolutely not. I mean that that, that, that his but, whole start is those two. Yeah, but uh, I mean, if he does, like, I mean, I wouldn't. I mean, it would be his character. So unless. I wouldn't be upset if he did. I guess I I I would find it predictable of him. I think it might get him killed if he does. No, it's weird because Bron always has like this thing, like it's just this weird, like tiny speck. I'm not gonna call it decency, but like he does you know, have some. Decency. It's like yeah, it's like it's like it's like his his, his own code. He has his code that only he, he that only he knows, but he follows it. Yeah, yeah but I mean, he had he's been friends with yep. both of them, but he's also. Uh, fought against them. Like it's not like he, again. He's followed his code. It's it's money taking care of himself first, and the brothers know that, and he knows that, and like he's never been. Braun is one of the few characters that is completely consistent in his like personality and what he does. Like I I feel he hasn't changed at all. <laughs> he's just been the same guy. Yeah. Like, so we'll yeah. see. Yeah. I I don't know. I I I'm curious. Who do you, who do you guys think is going to be the first one to die? Like. Just who do? You... All right, who goes first? Damn, let me I'm think. I'm sick of the this. Jamie Lannister. Jamie Lannister. 
I don't. I don't. I don't think Jamie. I do. Die I do think I, he will. I, I. I think he's gonna die, but I don't. He's not gonna be he's first. Going not gonna to be die. the first. But I think he has to. I think there's gonna be something with him and Cersei. Something between those two is. is You're gonna, right. Was I be think that it him. will come to head between those two. I do. Um. Uh, okay. Who's gonna be the first? I one? think. I think it might be. I think it actually might be Sansa. Oh, yeah, I like, do I too, actually. Because I, I think really? Sansa's the I, one that could get in the way of, like, Daenerys, you know, like, Daenerys's, yeah. um, uh, you know, quest for authority and things like that. Like, I think she would be uh, a feasible stepping stone, you know, so I think, I don't know if, like, Daenerys will be, like, re- like, like directly responsible for it, but I think that Sansa is in the way of, of, of her having a, an easier reign, or an easier yeah. way to reign. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they kind of make mention of it with Sam, well Samuel's you know whole conversation with John. He does sort of reference that in which he's like, you know, you've shown this, this, and that. Do you really think that she's going to do the same? Right. And right. and because of that, you do think that may you know what? Maybe that's true. Maybe she's not going to give it up so easily. And then who is like the first one that she pro- or you know what? In that case, even Samuel. Oh yeah, he's posed a threat just by revealing that information. That's so true. So, I actually think it might be Samuel Tarley. Oh man, that'll be rough. So, so I'm thinking about it like two different ways. Actually, Audrey, do you want to go first? Like before I kind of give. No, my, I was going to say I think the, the Samuel Tarley thing makes sense because you can see her having something to do with his death and that being what turns you know John against her. Yeah. Mm. Well, so. What I do know, and they hint out, is the battles. I, I don't think anybody is going to die like Sansa or Sam. Like the first person that, uh, the first people that are going to die are probably going to die in that battle. Like I just feel that way because they're not worried so much about the inner politics yet because they have this looming threat. Right. So I don't think like Sansa or Arya or any of them, none of them up in Winterfell are going to kill each other. Uh, but what I think is going to, I think. The first possible. So I'm looking at the people that are going to fight because Sansa's not going to fight in the battle. Like if she, if she, she doesn't, she doesn't yeah. fight at all. So she's going to last past that. If if people survive, like if Winterfell doesn't, Winterfell does not fall, she will survive that. Uh, I think Arya will survive it because she's not really like a uh, frontline fighter. She's more like the same yeah. type. Yeah. Uh, so I'm looking at the big fighters. You got Tormund, the other, the the. The guy with the the patch, uh, Dondarrion. The, uh, yeah, the, Dondarrion. Yeah, fire, fire. Uh, sword. Then you have, yeah. uh, then you have like the hound, yeah. and you know all like the fighters. Uh, I hmm. think possibly the, the the person that might die first is the uh, the unsullied captain. Oh right. right. Oh boo. Because <laughs> he's he's gonna die. He's not making it out of this. There's no <laughs> way he is. Or possibly Wait, uh, oh, she's gonna. <laughs> no, no, uh, oh, Melisandre. She's gonna come yeah, back at the eleventh yeah, hour. Yeah, I wonder about her. And, and she, she, she's gonna do something to. Uh, she's gonna sacrifice herself at some point to kill a whole bunch of White Walkers. I feel that that's gonna happen. Uh, so I don't know. I, I'm kind of leaning towards those two. Melisandre might not be the first one to die, but she's guaranteed she's going mm. to go down like somehow. She was like, but one I really of my think favorite it's characters be, actually. I could like, I could see and her I just, having like a face off with like the the Night King or something. Damn, it's she's just like, awesome. Yeah, like just like standing in front of him uh, and then just having it out or something. 
Yeah, maybe. And I don't want to, uh, like, on Team Jon Snow's side, I obviously I want Sam to live. I love Davos, yeah. but he's probably going to die uh, uh, somehow. I, I love the Onion and, King. Uh, Onion Knight. Onion Knight, sorry. I love yeah. the Onion Knight. <laughs> And I want the hound to live to just. That's the whole thing. That's, that's what I, I, I know. He's <laughs> not gonna... <laughs> I just am not like thrilled by that. Gregor's not the same. Like, it's not him it. anymore. Yeah, he's a no, good... but you. I want. It's him. Enough. It's him. Enough I want to be. He's a boss. And <laughs> he, <enough>. ha... <laughs> he has to die somehow. So if if the hound doesn't kill him, how do you think Gregor is going to die? Like it's just, I don't know. I I. It's like basically paint by numbers if that's how it's going to happen. And usually things in Game of Thrones aren't paint by numbers. Uh, but I, I I, think everybody wants to see like uh, Gregor and Hound. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know. I'm not fight. as interested in it. But I think either they're going to kill each other or the mountain's going to kill the Hound and then Arya kills the mountain. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? Var- Varys might be the first one to die. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like, but I really do think it's gonna be one of the fighters. Like, uh, oh, I don't want Varys. Know. Oh, that would not. Varys oh. or, uh, but he's not a fighter. So Grey Worm. Not a fighter. Like, why do you think that the discless uh, Grey Worm is gonna die first? Discless. <laughs> discless. Just, he's going to because he's gonna be because he doesn't like because he doesn't like the me. <laughs> no, because he's going to. I, he's not surviving that battle. Mm-hmm. I don't see him surviving that battle. Like, okay. it's going to be a huge battle. He's going to be on the front lines, uh, and I just you think he's going to turn into White I Walker? I just think he's going to die. At some oh, point, he might. Yeah, that uh, could happen. But, and then he probably would take Kerr down with him. Yeah. Actually, that that I could but see. I, but and honestly, like, who knows? Like, Brianna Tarth. No, that would suck. I, but. I know, yeah, like if she goes, like, like, you know, she's uh, sacrificing herself for a lot of people, for a bunch of people or something. Yeah, like she, and who knows, uh, maybe Pod is is another one that might die. Oh, I forgot about Pod. Oh, Podrick. (laughs) Yeah, I forgot about him. Yeah, Podrick. So I don't know. It's anybody's game who's going to die, but I'm going to put it on. on Okay, so you got Grey Worm. Then we'll get Missandei. All right, so you got Grey Worm. I say Sansa. I say Sam will. Sam, and then what about you, Andre? I'm saying Jamie. Okay. All right. Cool. So, so we'll we'll, we'll keep score as I. Yeah. Of <laughs> uh, the the first one of those that dies first, I guess wins this. Like, I don't know if they win the next, per se. I uh, know it's <laughs> yeah. not really winning. <laughs> but all right, I guess off of that, we'll kind of close out for the evening. Uh, thank you guys all for joining us. Uh, Hope you guys had this much fun, and we're going to be keeping up this Game of Thrones talk because, ah, man, this next episode looks good. Oh, yeah. I just want to watch it all. Yeah. Bow, 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 bow. We should all make a different sound. Christian just does the thump, and I'll do the thing. I'm not part of it. Da, 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 da. And how he comes over with <laughs> and then Robbie has to do the duh duh. Yeah, <laughs> we can do this. We can. All we right. can. We can sort this out. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> oh come on! You love karaoke. This is just like karaoke. No, it's not. Yeah, come it on, honey. <laughs> yes, it is. A cappella, oh. Heidi. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> All right. <laughs>
Uh, so <laughs> with that note, everybody, it's been a pleasure. Thank you guys for joining us, and we'll see you guys all next week. Bye. Bye-bye. Later. Thank you, everybody, for listening to this episode of Side Scrolls. We really appreciate it. If you enjoyed this podcast, please like, rate, subscribe, and share to all your friends and family. And if you have any questions, comments, or suggestions, please contact us at our email, sidescrolls at gmail.com, or tweet us at sidescrollspod. We're excited and looking forward to evolving and growing our humble podcast together with you guys. Thanks, and have a great day. Come on, honey, you could do it. Yeah. Like, oh, it's not. She can do it. It's like, will she do it? <laughs> Never. You got to be a team player. Team I'm gonna player. Go back, guys. Sorry, it's super late for me. Yeah. No, thank you yeah. for sticking around. It was uh, fun. Right, a lot of fun. Thank you. Bye, Andre. Bump, bump. Beep. Yeah. I want it to sound as little and as much as Game of Thrones as possible. Yeah. Okay, right. so <laughs> I, want, I was actually going to bring it up during the episode where we were talking about Star Wars, um, but it, it just goes off into the movies. What do you guys? What do you guys think about the whole thing about Palpatine being in the last episode about the last movie? I mean, I'm fine with it, but I didn't watch the second one, like the Jedi. No, I I fell off. I, I,